Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. In the studio today with me is producer, Instagrammer, wife, cat mom, dramatic pauses, producer Melanie. Melanie, how are you today? I am wonderful. Thanks for having me. Well, you really didn't have a choice. Nope. Nope, but I bought wine. Yep. There's wine. There it is. Yep. So we have uh, producer Melanie in the studio today. We're going to be having a little bit of a, a discussion about some books, some reading, some more reading, and just kind of see where the conversation goes. But don't forget, if you guys are looking to host your own podcast, or maybe you guys have always wanted to and you're not sure where to get started, if you guys go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting as a thank you from us to you guys. And also don't forget, if you guys are a small business owner or maybe you have an online service or something that you want to promote, advertisement's the way to go. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. And make sure you guys check out our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to not only our podcast, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures, the Multiverse Fancast, and our friends over at the You Hate to See It podcast. So make sure you guys check that out at themisfitfaction.com. Dot com. Now, before we get started. How do you do that so quickly? Lots and lots of lots of practice. That's our practice. You should see some of the outtakes. They are rough. They are rough. Oh, I'm sure. And also, for those of you guys who don't know, when we do interviews, I don't intro it the right way, or I don't intro it the normal way. I'll actually record the intro later on, and I had a really weird habit of doing it when I woke up for work in the morning. And for those of you guys who don't know, I wake up at, at four, 4 around, around 4.15, 4.30 in the morning. So that way I can work out and, and get to work relatively on time. And I would actually be recording. So if you guys ever listen to some of our interview episodes, you'll actually hear me sound so different in the intro and just sound miserable and just tired and not my normal chipper self. As uh, producer Melanie is well aware, I am the morning person. Mm-hmm. She hates it. I've gotten better. I'm so not a morning person. I no. just can't. Ugh. Don't talk to me for a half an hour, 45 minutes before I have a, a cup of coffee. The best is every Sunday we go and meet. Usually we'll meet Ronnie. You guys all know co-host Ronnie and his wife Jackie. Or we'll meet Sean. And we'll drive there. And she'll always drive. For some reason, she drives to breakfast. And she doesn't say a word to me for most of the drive. It's almost like completely silent. And then... No, we have the radio playing, and it's usually me just responding with a mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 One day we're going to do an episode on uh, marriage communication and just how we've evolved to that level at this mm. point. But today we are talking about books, and we're talking about reading. We're talking about favorites and least favorites and authors and all sorts of things. I do have a couple of questions for uh, producer Melanie to to answer based on like some of her favorites, some of the things that she's interested in, because as much as I know a lot of this, some of this stuff I don't know. And it's always fun to to learn new things, especially about your producer slash best friend slash wifey slash cat mom. So we're going to start. This is just like a basic, like we're just kind of shooting the shit. A little bit. At this point, it's not going to be like a formal interview by any means. It's not going to be 
you know, well, tell me what your favorite book is because I cannot answer that. It's impossible. It's like asking you what your favorite movie is. So it's Ghostbusters or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, but still you have two. It would be, it would be Honey, I Shrunk the Kids then. Weirdest choice. I know. Yeah. Very strange. Nostalgia based. But that being said, it's not going to be like, oh, okay, well let's just interview Melanie and see where the, the evening or whatever time of day you guys are listening to this. You know, let's just see, you know, what's on their mind. What is it? We literally just came downstairs and And what? And we're here. And we're here. And we are and we're here. So whatever happens, happens and hopefully we stay on track and talk about books. But but in true Paula Melanie fashion we end up talking about a bunch of other things. So hopefully you stay tuned and you enjoy this rambling episode. Yeah, and fun fact, if you guys like this episode and you want to hear more from producer Melanie, she and our dear friend Kristen want to do a podcast episode. What was that podcast episode topic supposed to be about? Let's talk about sex, baby. Yep, yep. So here, here's my favorite story of all time. So I was working and my phone goes off and it's Melanie. She is at a bachelorette party with our dear friend Kristen. If you guys don't remember Kristen, she was one of our, our first interviews and she's getting ready to compete again or she just competed and she did fantastic. Like she came in, mm-hmm. I think she won. First in two different categories in bodybuilding. So make sure you guys check out our episode. We want to have her back on because she's just awesome. And obviously now she wants to record an episode. (laughs) But uh, my phone goes off and it's producer Melanie. And she's trying to Snapchat chat with me because I don't have an iPhone. Don't come at me about it. All right. I'm an Android user and leave me alone about it. So it's her and Kristen drunk out of their minds. And they both start screaming about how much they want to do an episode all about sex. And I'm at this work event, and that's what my phone is screaming out. So I had to immediately excuse myself and just try and try and make sense of what was going on. But so really quick, for those of you guys who don't know, tell us a little bit about your – nobody knows about your Instagram page. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't really talk about it anymore. It's been quite some time since I've really posted anything. I'll take a look as we're sitting here chatting. The last time I posted – was oh hey grover probably in june Mm -hmm. about that but it was getting to a point where i wasn't really enjoying it so much it wasn't what exactly i wanted it to be it was more it became more like a job Mm. which is fine you know i i wasn't i had these really big dreams for it and i i wanted to do all of these book reviews and and potentially get paid for book reviews and that was always kind of like a dream of mine and you know if there are any authors out there who would like me to read their book for free or not I am more than happy to do so preferably you know for a price we could discuss dm me bibliophiles assemble on instagram but anyway it just got to a point where I was just so overwhelmed with trying to keep track of what I'm reading and trying to keep up with other people it's a lot who, who are flourishing mm-hmm. you know i i've met so many amazing amazing people who i who i genuinely consider friends i i have their numbers you know we'll text every now and then you know i i used to have like a little group of girls that we would we had a book club we would meet you know like once a month or whatever like that and we got to know each other and it, and that's what i really valued in that i valued the community in my bookstagram mm-hmm. and it got to a point where I would see people pumping out content, content, so much content, so much content, whether it was like 
over the weekend, they would have a post every single day. They're reading super fast. They're reading, you know, five books right now and they're able to pump out reviews. And it was just so overwhelming. And I got to a point and where I was when I started this, it was during, during quarantine. So like early 2020. And I was like, oh, let me just do this bookstagram. Like, let, you know, just it on took, a whim. It took off too. And yeah. And I, I got a bunch of followers and I was super excited about it. And I met all these amazing people and I was blessed to get so many really great books from people Mm -hmm. you know some of them are autographed some of them are personalized and it was just the coolest thing for me well that was one of the reasons that that neil did a Mm -hmm. sponsorship and an interview with us because you know he knew that you did book reviews and and, Mm -hmm. uh, we did a couple of things on your page with it yeah and that that was a lot of fun like but i get it because like you so producer melanie also has the amazing joy of seeing behind the scenes with me because when you guys get the podcast, it's like full of energy and it's exciting and you know things are great. And I will be the first person to say I love doing podcasts. I love I feel most at home when I'm behind a microphone talking about something that I'm very passionate about. Unfortunately, it's all the other stuff. And I keep saying that I want to write an article about it, and maybe I will. I got some time this week about why podcasting is one of the hardest things to do. And it's weird because like I said, as much as I love getting behind the microphone and talking and spending time with friends or family or, or great interviews, and we've had some really good interviews, it's mm-hmm. all the behind the scenes stuff, all the logistical stuff that is just so overwhelming. And you were doing, like, you did it all by yourself like, yeah, for so, Bibliophiles. So during that time, when I first started this, I had just started a new job. And then COVID hit, and, you know, the world shut down as it did. So I was home mm-hmm. um, by myself. And at that point, we didn't have Maze. Maze the podcat, for those of you guys who don't know. Yeah, we didn't have Maze yet. I didn't have Matthias, who was my other cat, who was kind of always my like emotional support cat, if mm-hmm. you will, because he was over. He now lives with my mom. And so I was just home by myself. Mm-hmm. And it was... Because I went straight back to work. Mm-hmm. Yep. You were, you were home for, what, a... A weekend. A weekend. Like right? literally, they didn't co- even say they. It was like Friday, March thirteenth. I still remember mm-hmm, it to the mm-hmm. day because of all days, they were like, "We're probably not coming back on Monday." And yeah, literally Monday, I went straight back to my normal work because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a specialty in my job, and that specialty was no longer valid, yep. or at least during COVID. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I went straight back to work on Monday, and originally they kept me very, very close to my schedule, mm-hmm. and then which they, is fortunate. Which Honestly. was fortunate for two weeks, and then when it looked then, like my specialty was not going to be reactivated for quite some time, they put me mm-hmm. on the the more common schedule, which mm-hmm. was four days on, two days off, and it it took a toll on on us. Like yeah. just me suddenly, like my weekend was some was like sometimes it'd be like Tuesday, Wednesday was my weekend, and then yeah. she went back to work eventually, and it was just it was tough on us. And I know even her doing bibliophiles took a toll on on us just because she, she it's like she said it was a second job for her and she would come home and then spend like three four hours just working on bibliophile stuff and like i was like ready to like, like take on the day because our work schedule was very different at that mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. but i always i always admired how passionate you were about it and how persistent but you know it's like i said melanie saw my burnout with podcasting and it was bad mm-hmm. to the point where there were a couple of weeks where i would just it'd be like six, seven days of podcasting in a row. Like there was, especially when we first started, because basically Mm -hmm. what we did, which I'm sure a lot of the people that like you were talking about do, we created so much content to begin with. So Mm -hmm. MF Uncensored 
was our was our actually our fourth show. Oh, the last one, yeah. Yeah, our fourth show. We had a Multiverse Fancast came out first. Mm-hmm. And, and then that was, that was a few years ago. That was too. years ago. Was and years we took ago. a huge hiatus. Mm-hmm. And now we're we sprung back pretty hard. And during COVID, we, same thing. We wanted to create a network and, and start building. Mm-hmm. But so we started with Cinematic Adventures and a podcast that we called Laces Out. It was a sports podcast. It was very short-lived because obviously doing a sports podcast during COVID. During COVID was not yeah. ideal. And also logistically, the studio is at my house. So anybody who wants to come over and record has to come over and record. Mm-hmm. It's not like they can just do it. I'm sure now we could figure out the logistics of that, but still, it was it was a pain in the butt. So Laces Out kind of withered, and that's fine. And we decided we wanted to create another show where it was more just shooting the shit mm-hmm. and more just like chatting and just occasional topics and then... The interview aspect took off, and suddenly mm-hmm. I had there was there was a couple of weeks in the beginning of December where it was oh yeah like just back interview to back, back yeah. to back and back and back and back and back and just it was like it was a lot, but I mean it was it was also pretty cool because it was a new aspect of podcasting. Oh, it absolutely. was something that you know you guys didn't really ever dabble in, and it was you know what. I don't want to say unique, not not to like discredit it, but it was just, it was new to you guys. Very new. And like with everything, when you start something new, you don't know the different aspects of it. So it's like, all right, well, let's do this and this and this and then, but it was also filling the vault for the dry times Before. where you might not be able to book somebody or you have to reschedule because somebody has, you know, a conflict or whatever the case may be, or the... The guest doesn't show up. Which has know? happened more than once. There are a few exactly. times where you, you um, I'll tell you, hey, I'm going downstairs for an interview. Yeah. Come back up 20 minutes and they never showed up or they were late or yeah. this or that. Exactly. So, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know, you're pump, you're you're getting all of these things so you can still be consistent. But that also is something that just based on the people that I've spoken to and the people that have grown their pages to, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 125,000 followers – just for a bookstagram that they've, you know, some of them have evolved into other things. They're not just doing book reviews. Now they're doing, now they're traveling and they're able to travel mm. to all these countries and read these books and meet the authors from Iceland, meet the authors from Italy, things like that. So, but what they do is they will set aside a chunk of time, whether it's like a full day or a weekend or whatever the, you know, whatever the case may be. And they, do all of this content building at that point. And then I remember one time they were like, just change your shirt. Mm. And then just pump and out. Then just yep. pu- yeah. So like take a picture with one book, change your shirt, take a picture with another one. That way, when you do finish that book, you're able to just post the picture. You have the picture already. You're wearing a different shirt. Like no one really, you nobody, know, nobody and, and that's that much. all, you know, and I, and I did that. Like I, I would change my shirt and like take, you know, different books and hold them up and take all these pictures and, oh, like my hair looks good today. Like, let me take a few pictures and, or like, oh, that, you know, like this, this aesthetic looks really nice. The the light's coming in really nice over here. Let me take this. Let me put my coffee cup in it. So it was just generating a lot of creativity on my end, which I missed because my major creative outlet was always dance. Right. So now I left that job. I wasn't coaching dance anymore. I wasn't around it. We're in, you know, we're in COVID times. We're living through that. So can't really see anybody. So now I'm 
trying to connect with my with my dancers on social media social media on fate you know facebook whatever texting them like hey you guys are good if you need anything let me know mm. watching dance videos like trying to figure out how i can be creative in another way and taking pictures and creating content for my bookstagram was the way for me to express certain things so it, it ended up being like really cool but i think for you guys when you were so busy in december and you were you know you were working at that point you were able to go back to what you were doing at work and it wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. I'm Nothing's normal, but it wasn't like the norm for you. So you would come home, you would do an interview, then you would record an episode that, and then that would happen a few times during the week. So yeah. you were able to fill that vault for the dry times, which was, which is great because then you're not missing a week of posting well, there was like a, there was a couple of Saturdays where it'd be like four four interviews, mm-hmm. and interviews are a lot of fun, but they also follow a very similar setup and a very similar structure. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you get like a big curveball, and like the conversation really shifts in, mm-hmm. in the right way. But for me, like if you listen to so the very first interview we did on the show was with Rico Aviles or Aviles, and from the Rico podcast, and it was great. But like it's very awkward when you listen to us. Because it's it's myself, it's Rob, and uh, we're just we're trying to figure out the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Our second interview was Larry Hankin, <laughs> and the best thing about the Larry Hankin interview, which I really wish we had it on some sort of film or camera, is Sean and I are doing the interview, and I say interview very lightly. We just kind of let Larry do his thing, and he mm-hmm. was great. And you know, if we ever want to get him back on, I'm sure he'd be happy to. Yeah, it was really one of those like you just let him talk and do his thing. Let him talk and do his thing. Tell his stories. That's what mm-hmm. people are there. They're here to hear his stories, not yeah. so much listen to, like, wh- why are we gonna grill Larry Hankin? Know. You know, 90 year old Larry Hankin. But the best is Ronnie and producer Melanie are sitting there with the headphones on, mm-hmm. just kind of watching like like kids at Christmas, like I'm telling a Christmas story. And at one point, I, you could hear it in the interview, we may mention that Melanie has a bookstagram and Larry like goes off. He's like, oh, tell her to contact me. And like, I need help with that stuff. Larry's mm-hmm. on social media right now. He definitely... As everyone's, much as I, tell, everyone's telling me to get on Instagram. I, I love Larry to death, but his, his social media game... Leaves a little to his, be desired. His presence needs some work. But I mean, He's also, know, it's it's also one of those things where it's like social media and, and specifically Instagram and TikTok at this point have become such a platform for a bunch of people, a bunch of celebrities. Oh, yeah. So you have the older generations of celebrities who are still trying to connect with multiple generations of people, trying to connect with the kids in high school in college, middle school, things like that. Even people in their 30s, you know, like they want to still be relevant. They mm-hmm. want you oh, to, absolutely. to know them. And especially now, you know, with specifically with Larry, because of friends, everyone knows who he is again. But they know him by face. He's one of those those character actors that people recognize when they see him. When they see him or when they hear him. Because yeah. it's definitely one of those like... I've heard you before. Who Where you are you say, from? Who would you say is the best social media celebrity? Like a celebrity on social media that you just think always brings their A game. <sighs> just say it. I know. I know who you're thinking of. Uh, well, I'm not going to say it because I don't want. I don't want to ever give her any more promo than. Oh, I was going to say The Rock. He's fantastic. So apparently, The Rock makes about a hundred thousand dollars 
like per post or something, some ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of money yeah. per post. And the thing I like about The Rock is he's always just promoting himself. <laughs> yeah. But like in a good way, not in an obnoxious way, not in like a... Yeah. But he, he also like, he promotes his products. He's always promoting his movies. He's promoting his... Terramana. Um, his Terramana, you know, his tequila. It's delicious. If you are 21 and over, definitely try it out. It's very smooth. Especially at 11 o'clock on a Thursday um, morning in Jamaica. That was our honeymoon. It was a laugh. So he promotes his movies. He promotes his tequila. He promotes his Zoa energy drinks. He I like his tequila, promotes... but I'm not a big fan of Zoa. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's... He's got the new pre-workout one that we got, we got to I try. Think. Yeah, we haven't tried that one yet. Yeah. But, you know, either way, it's just he he has a really good energy, I think. And I, I say this as a lifelong Dwayne Johnson fan. Like, he was my first Liberty Crush. I will love him forever. He's also I won't on say your, he can't do any wrong, but... He's also on your your pass list. If Dwayne Johnson walked in here right now and said... Oh, I, he's definitely a hall pass. Yeah, no, I'll, sure. I'll be like, yo, I'll be out in the car. <laughs> you want the house? Um, I'll leave. It's fine. I just don't... I don't know. I, I think he, he definitely just pushes himself. Like, he, he you know, will promote his friends if they're in the movie yeah. or things like that with him. But I think, you know, it's always like videos of him working out. My new favorite video of him is what's his name? Kevin Hart. Yes. The tortilla you. challenge. Yeah, the, yeah, tortilla, the tortilla challenge with funny. Kevin Hart and The Rock. If you have not seen it, please do so because it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I've watched it probably well, five times in the first round, just on repeat because it's just <laughs> it's hysterical. I would actually you know who I think is fantastic on social media? Ryan Reynolds. Him and Blake Lively, mm-hmm. they, I love oh, they're hysterical. The, and him and Hugh Jackman, like yes. they they have such a great just running thi- mm-hmm. the running rivalry between him. And, I guess both between him and his wife and him and Hugh Jackman, because oh, like on a, like Blake Lively's birthday, like he'll post a picture of himself with her like barely in it yeah, or something she's, like, like that. Cropped and stuff. It's it's just a lot of fun, but like social media is one of the toughest things, and and it, nothing impressed me more than when you. You started it and you you led with passion and it it almost inspired me to get back into podcasting. I think it even did. I think it did. Like I, I Not watched to toot my own horn, but we've had we had conversations about it. Well, it's crazy because like for us we we're on Instagram, the Misfit Faction, mm-hmm. but like we're we use it sparingly. Usually when new episodes come mm-hmm. out, occasionally with memes and stuff like that. I know Rob was really good with it while I, Mel and I were away on our honeymoon, but uh, it's crazy that like. It really is a, a second job, and mm-hmm. Melanie like started it, and then so I think what did you cap out at about almost eight hundred? Yeah, I was eight eighty eight, which is for like, like a long nothing, time. nothing to Scott. That's more than my personal which Instagram. Is angel number. Angel number. Yes. Eight eighty eight. Mm-hmm. What is an angel number? Can you explain that? Because you're always saying it, and I'm not entirely sure what it is. <laughs> I mean, angel numbers are typically when you see like three numbers in a Ooh. row, so it'll see, you'll see like three ones, three twos, gotcha, all the way okay, out like that. But it could also be. A number that you see that symbolizes something else. So it might be like somebody's birthday mm. that might pop up and you're like, oh, you know, like, let's see. My my great grandma, my granny, she passed last year. She would always play the lotto. So I forget what I was doing recently and I was telling my mom and I was like, yeah, and this number popped up and she was like, oh, that's granny's lotto number. Like that was one of the numbers that oh, she would always yeah, play. Yeah. So so things like that, you know, it's it's definitely like a spiritual aspect where it's like, there's some higher power, angels, guardian angels, whatever they might be, kind of sending you a signal from the universe saying like, I really, everything's okay, or, you know, yes, you are on the right path, you know, just keep on trucking basically, or like there's some sort of abundance happening. I really wish you were on the episode with uh, Daniel Jackson last week. That's the medium? Yeah. 
That would have been a lot of fun. Now, here's crazy story time. You ready for crazy story time? Always. Because you told me I couldn't do this interview style, so I had to change up everything that I was going to do. But uh, crazy story time. We were on vacation last week for our honeymoon, and Mm -hmm. Melanie met the wildest woman who became obsessed with her about talking about all this (laughs) spiritual stuff. Can you you give us – you got to tell the listeners this one. This one's fantastic. Oh, she was she was so lovely. So what was um, her name first? Let's get that out of the way. No, we're not going to say her name because what if she ends up listening? So she'd be so excited. She would be so excited, but if she's not comfortable, like that's fine too. So she's going to want to be on this woman on the beach. You know, we're sitting there on our lounge chairs at the beach in Jamaica, under this beautiful. They're called palabas. Oh, okay. I thought it was just straw umbrella, but all no, right. So palaba. Lisa told me that. Straw umbrella. Shout out to. BFF Lisa. So we're sitting there underneath our lounge chairs and this woman sits next next to us and she's like, is this okay? Like, you know, no one's here. Someone's on that. You know, there's a, there's a towel on that chair, but there's nothing here. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, that's what the rule seems to be. Like, if you don't have something personal on your chair, we were told like, it's, you know, your chair is fair game. It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, pretty much. So she ends up sitting next to us and she's having a beer for breakfast at like, 9 a.m. As 9:30. you put down your drink to talk to her. No, I didn't have a drink yet. We were waiting on our drinks. <laughs> but she was almost done with her beer. So, you know, we we start talking back and forth and she's cracking jokes about how she's she's cracking jokes about how she's drinking a beer for breakfast. I was like, oh no, it's you know, we're in Jamaica, like anything goes, you know, we're on vacation, it's fine. So we end up talking about something I don't even remember how the conversation really turned this way but we started talking about books and she was like oh have you ever read anything by Brian Weiss and I'm like no I you know I don't think so I'm not wise maybe to him. Haha. Uh-huh. I don't know if I've maybe I've heard about him or maybe I've seen a book of his I just you know like it's not really coming to mind so you know I quickly google his name as she's telling me about him and He's an author who talks about past lives, and he ends up... Of which I have 26, apparently. Yes, according to... According uh, to Daniel. Yes, the, the last episode. So... Shameless self-plug. She, <laughs> go listen to it now. Go listen to it now. Well, not right now, after, after this episode. This. And then come back here and listen to it again. So we ended up talking about this author, and I was like, oh, no, you know. So I look up his books, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have seen this book before. It's on my never-ending to-be-read list. But maybe I'll bump it up a little bit and I'll read it soon. So she tells me that he does these clinical studies about hypnotism mm-hmm. and how through this hypnotism, he is able to help individuals channel and like navigate their past lives. So I'm like, hmm, okay, you've said enough to Dude, intrigue me. I am intrigued. What else? you have to offer and she goes well he actually lives out here you know out in florida or something, something like wherever, that. wherever they are florida you say so yeah i i ended up doing this and i ended up getting an appointment with him i was like oh okay that's wild how did it go so we talk about her appointment and how she was able to move through one of her past lives and she said that she was in like this dutch outfit and it was some sort of a wedding and and to cut off that story and kind of you know keep moving forward detour to to where we're going she was telling us both of us about her current relationship and how she's been divorced twice 
and, and almost re- and, and remarried the same guy and remarried the same guy and each time it each sounded time, like yeah each time so married a guy divorced married the same guy divorced again and now they're back together but they're not married so they they ended up having this beautiful family and now they have grandkids and they're kind of just sticking together for the family for the at this run. point yeah and you need a travel buddy and that's kind of where we were going with that. And she's like, but he's a workaholic. He doesn't like to travel. That's why I'm here in Jamaica by myself at this wedding that I'm attending. Oh, okay. And she's like, you know, I've always just had this like brotherly vibe with him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of like a red flag for me just because I would never, ever describe my husband as a brotherly type figure. That's like disgusting. But okay. And I said this to her. So back to her, her, past life traveling you know adventure so we end up talking about how she was at this wedding and she turns to her left and there is her husband or well her ex whatever in her current life her baby daddy yes (laughs) her her life partner but not life partner now her for now partner in 2022 so she sees this guy and he's just like nagging her and being annoying like a little brother would. And she's like, I'm in my like late teens and he's in like his early teens and he's just being annoying and he's nagging me like a brother. Like, you know, he's like my brother. I said, well, maybe that's why you feel that vibe. Like, you know, sometimes people do stick with us and they travel with us through lives. Like if this is what you believe in reincarnation, all that stuff, that that's your brother. And maybe you deserve something else and something more where you don't feel like the person that you're with is imagine if you go you go to the hypnotist and they're like oh in your past life that was your brother oh we we so we we actually had a hypnotist on the show john moyer he was he was Mm. fantastic he was he got very famous on youtube like Mm. just doing meditation videos and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm. highly recommend again i keep self-plugging our own shows but that's that's fine it's our show but like it's it's great to have so many different varieties on our show. But the the funny thing yeah. about this lady was, she found us everywhere we went after that. She like yeah, zoned, we ran it, we she ran zoned in on us, and I guess she mis- she misunderstood. Like so she <laughs> asked Melanie and I like what our thoughts are on that sort of thing. And for Melanie, she's much more spiritual with that sort of stuff. Like she does her astrology and tarot cards and readings and stuff like that. She's taking classes. Intuitive. Intuitive. Very intuitive. For me, I like to approach it more like the the ghost hunters mentality. Like I believe in that sort of stuff, but I need I need proof. I need science. I need this. I need that because I want to believe in all that stuff. We're both not very religious. We we have religious backgrounds, but we we don't actively practice anything. But I guess she and I, I mentioned somehow the podcast was like very quickly mentioned. I think when I talked that I spoke to spirit medium Daniel last week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. She so I guess she told somebody else. She found us later that night when she was a little drunk, because obviously beer for breakfast leads to tequila mm-hmm. for dinner. And she was with another woman, and this is this is where it got the wildest. And we're at this silent DJ party, which for those of you guys who don't know, a silent DJ party is where you get headphones and basically one DJ plays one thing, the other DJ plays another, and you just kind of like dance and vibe. And mm-hmm. we had a good time. And this these two women come over. This other lady we've never met before, and she's like, oh, so you're the one that has seen ghosts. And I was like, what? What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Somehow it got translated that I do a podcast about seeing ghosts or something along those lines. 
And this lady who I've never met before goes on this 20 minute diatribe about how she sees spirits and, but she only sees them in their gaseous form and that there's a spirit that lives in her house with with her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that she was raised Roman Catholic. So she was taught to suppress her ability and, oh my God, I wish we had gotten her contact info. That would have been a wild interview. Yeah, right. But that was just like, we, Melanie and I attract that sort of thing and we have a lot of fun when we talk to people like that. For, for two people that really don't like people, we love people. <laughs> well, no. I, I think that needs to be reworded because it's not like we don't want to talk to these people. There definitely is something that is that attracts us or attracts people of all different all backgrounds, lives, natures, yeah. things oh, like yeah. that. Attracts people to us. But I think it's a it's a welcoming energy that we give off. That's why. Because we do like to have a good time. We do like to have fun. We do like to talk to people because we like to hear everyone's story, which is exactly why this podcast was born, was because it was supposed to be a podcast where, yes, we do shoot the shit from that, you know, from time to time. But it's for also interviews people telling their stories. Yeah, it's people telling their stories and just kind of hearing people's thoughts and and all of that stuff. So it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing no. in any way, shape, or form. I it's think just it's always interesting. It's really, yeah. Interesting is definitely the, the best word. I think um, the reason it happens to you and me, though, because this was the best compliment that we've gotten, or at least for me, about you and me. Our friend Ryan, our dear friend Ryan, we were at, was it, it was Kristen's birthday, birthday party? Birthday brunch. Birthday brunch. And Ryan was telling us, because Ryan was a guest at our wedding. Mm-hmm. And for those of you guys who don't know, our wedding had our actual wedding and then a reception. Mm-hmm. COVID. And he was, he told me, he pulled me aside. He's like, man, I don't know. I, maybe you were there for it. He goes, you guys have just such, such a genuine love that people see it and they feel it. And they, it's like so welcoming. Oh, and just, I wasn't there. He didn't, oh, I didn't I hear I, him say I'm that. sorry. I thought I told you that. But yeah. Oh, and I think, Ryan. like, I think that people, when they're around us, they just know that we're genuine. And also we're very, we have a very similar personality, but different outlooks, I guess is the best way. Like mm-hmm. we have things that we really like that we have in common. And then we have things that we don't. Agree. Not necessarily. Yeah, we each have our own passions and and interests, but there are a lot of commonalities. Well, so that here's we share. the best way to explain it. We both have a, a very creative insight. Mine went towards podcasting. Your yours went towards Instagramming. Mm-hmm. Same kind of creative mentality, mm-hmm. just different ways to express it. Yeah, I think like it's a lot what? of fun. I think also just how I don't want to say how we were raised because yes, that that obviously always does has affect everybody. Yep. But I think also the types of work that we have done up to this point give us a very different perspective than most people. Mm -hmm. And it gives us a certain kind of like insight where it's like, all right, you can do X, Y, and Z, but I'm not going to hold it against you forever. Like people do make mistakes. And if you learn, like, obviously there are certain things like you can't come back from, but you know, let's, let's work through this. Let's see where we can go from here. Let, you know, we we're a little bit more understanding mm-hmm. because of where we've been career wise. And I think, well, we've seen the with best our training and things like that. Yeah. We definitely have seen the best and, we've the, seen worst the, best and the worst of people. And, and I, yeah. and I think that it's, it's a blessing for sure, because why, you know, why are we going to waste our time being mean to people why are we gonna you know like being petty like you know we always joke about haha being the most petty but you know we're only petty we're only petty with the people that we're stuck with (laughs) no no i think it's one of those things where like you know being petty like we'll joke about it and it's not like 
all right, I'm going to be a complete jerk to this person or I'm, you know, but we definitely have put up our boundaries. Like we learned what they are both separately and together, together as a unit, as a unit. We, we've learned what our boundaries are and we know that, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not going to waste time on this conversation because like, you're going to, you know, you're going to behave in this way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to be around you having a certain like mental time frame for certain individuals in our lives where it's like, I can only talk to you for like a few minutes or an hour or two a day, or I know I can't see you for, you know, I can't see you yeah. every day yeah. for X amount of time. Because I think that, you know, you don't realize how much you are emotionally drained. And one of the books that I read that I always recommended to my kids what book? on on dance team was The Energy Bus. And they talk about, they talk about energy vampires. So... There's, with this particular book, The Energy Bus by John Gordon, they talk about the 10 rules for the ride of your life. So your life is the bus, okay? You are the vehicle or you are the person who's driving this bus throughout life. So what are the things that you need? What are the things that you don't need? You know, fuel your ride with positive energy is one of them. Don't waste energy on those who don't get on your bus. So don't waste energy on those people who aren't going to back you, whether they're around you or not, you know? They always say one of the one of the ways you know your true friends is how they defend you in your absence. So, you know, love your passengers, love all the people who are on your bus. Love make sure that you show them appreciation at all times, drive with purpose, always know where you're going, and then just have fun. And there's, you know, a bunch of other rules as well, but I think that's one of the best books that I've ever read just because it's always one of the first ones that I recommend, especially to teenagers because they're they're learning how to live their lives. You know, they're going off to college, things like that. And I think it teaches them a lot of things that parents might not get around to teaching sometimes just because there are so many different hats that parents have to wear these days. And it's it's tough. You know, I don't say that as a parent, you know, but just seeing... We've, knowing, seen, it, we've seen enough family dynamics yes. to know... Family structures have changed a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially since mm-hmm. like you and I were younger. You know, it, it's weird. There was a point like it wasn't too long ago where like you had the the quote unquote nuclear family where the dad went out and worked all night, nine to five, mom stayed home, two kids. Like that was the I, quote unquote the ideal family. But that that was that long ago. That was in the fifties. I'd even like it. Even there was like a the point. Like the forties and fifties. I mean, my mom was a stay-at-home mom when I was when I was when I was born. Like that's mm-hmm. what she did, and you know, it, it, it's still around. And obviously, they had son and daughter. Like, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then of course, divorce happens because that's the way. And it, it's funny, like I when they taught about the nuclear family in history, because that mm-hmm. used to be a topic, like that they mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah. Like as a kid, I was like, "Wow, I broke the nuclear." Like <laughs> that's what that's what I thought as a kid. So. And I didn't fit the nuclear because I didn't have my dad. Yeah. So it was just my, you know, my my mom who had me when she was a late teenager and we lived with my grandparents and the rest and my aunts and uncles. So Your house is a blast. My house. I have so much fun in your house. My family, I grew up in the Happiness Hotel. And if you don't know what that is, you're too young for this. So (laughs) (laughs) you're too young for this podcast. But it's just, it was always one of those things where I didn't realize how good I had it until after I left. And I don't say that because like, you know, I, I went out into the world and it was like, oh my God, like the world is horrible. And, you know, but we didn't have a lot 
but we had love. We had laughs. I have a lot of really, really great memories and I'm extremely close to my family. And I know a lot of people don't have that. So in that aspect of my life, I have always been wealthy. And you and your mom share that same passion for books Mm -hmm. and you guys have a lot of the same interests. That's where I get it from. That's where I get it from. Yeah. Now, do you prefer the Kindle or an actual hard, like a a cover, like Like a a print book? Yeah. Print book. Thank you. It is so hard. I mean, I'm sure we've talked about this at some point, whether it was on this podcast or another one or just in general or in general, but I converted our guest bedroom into my own library, which Mm -hmm. Maze, once we got Maze kind of took over. So you need to take that back room and my library. So mostly Maze's room, mostly Maze's room with, with my chair and my desk and my bookshelves and all my books and my fun, like memorabilia, like pop fiction photos and stuff like that. So very nice metal poster from me. Yes. Yes. So let's see. I really say I'm a lot. That's my processing word. Don't worry. I'm going to edit it all out. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) So I think what I love most is I love a print book. I love the feeling. I love the sound of the first crack of the spine. When you open up a brand new book or or when you crack your back or when I crack my back, which is, way too many times in a day. But I think I I love a print book. I love the feel of it. I love the smell of it. I love the texture. I love... <laughs> did you just gold member on me? I did. You just Austin Powered all <laughs> over the place. I couldn't help it. So I Most I of our conversations love, are just movie quotes, and yeah, I love it. Yeah. I just... I, I love it. I love everything about it. I can sit with a book curled up in a blanket with a cup of tea or coffee or just the blanket and be the happiest person. But always being on the go and always, you know, whether it's being in the car or being at work now. Vacations. Yeah, vacations, things like that. I have become slightly obsessed with my Kindle. That's convenient. It's super convenient. And even when I had, before I got my Kindle, I had my iPad And it was my iPad mini that was super old. And I ended up having over 300 books on there. Yeah. At least. And that was just in like between iBooks and the Kindle app. So all the books that like I downloaded, the books that I, you know, that I borrowed from Amazon through Kindle Unlimited and... All of these other things, I just, I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books on there. And then it got to a point where I was just like collecting books and I wasn't reading them. Yeah. That's like me with comics. Yeah. And that's kind of like where, where I started going with the library too. It was just like, I need to fill these shelves. Like I can't have bare Bare shelves shelves. in a library. That just doesn't make sense. And now you need more shelves. And I need more shelves. So... (laughs) I don't know. I I think the convenience of a Kindle has been a lifesaver. I think using my phone too, because through your local library, you can check and see if they have Hoopla or Libby or Overdrive, and you can link your library card. Shameless plug for your library. You can link your library card up to those apps, and you can borrow books. You can get eBooks. You can get audiobooks. You can get comic books, well, graphic novels. You can push my glasses up. <laughs> you can even, you know, watch videos. You can stream stuff like through your library. So make sure you you utilize your library as much as possible. 
because there will be times where I'll throw on an audiobook. I'll have maybe the ebook and the audiobook just because if I want to read something, I'll just read it. But you know, if I'm driving or I'm doing something else, I'm cooking, I'm folding laundry, I'm at work and I'm listening to the audiobook of the book that I'm doing for the next book club just to kind of multitask a little bit. And it's super helpful. And, you know, when you're in the shower, when you're shaving, when you're, you know, messing around with your cat or dog, like throw on something and just listen to it. Because I think that's where people say, I don't have time to read. You can make the time to read just like you can make time for anything else that's important in your life. You know, don't put on the TV, put on the audiobook instead. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny because like for you and I, like the the challenge we always have is finding time for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Because our schedule is very different. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we don't see each other till usually around like seven thirty, eight o'clock. And even like sometimes we'll have dinner together, but most of the time those are the days where it's it's YOLO or not YOLO, uh, yo yo, you on your own. That's what my they used to say yeah, in my okay. house. But uh, Thursday mm-hmm. is, is our typical date fend, night. Fend for yourself is what we called it. Fend for yourself. Same. Fend for yourself Fridays sometimes. Same Until energy. It became pizza night. Same energy. Yeah. Thursdays became our date our date night, and we take it very seriously. We love our date night, and personally, sometimes I wish we had a microphone for our date night because mm-hmm. our conversations when we have dinner and a little bit of wine and just st- we talk about everything. It's great. Yeah. Then Fridays and Saturdays became about podcasting and friends, mm-hmm. which is fine, and that's great. And then Sunday was just kind of and some and sometimes family and sometimes family occasionally. Well, family. Fr- our friends are our family. Yes, Fr- friends, family, and podcasting became, and then occasional. You, you work on Saturdays. Yeah. I occasionally work yeah. on Saturdays. Yeah, and then Sundays is like our day to just kind of recoup and, and get ourselves together. And mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Like we try and find the time for the priorities. Like I, I wake up super early to work out. Now I'm not telling people that they should wake up at four o'clock in the morning and get things done, but. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just the way that I am, and it's it works for me. So I think it's all about finding what works for you, especially with things like because okay, I know really. I want to read more, and I try mm-hmm. I try I I keep bringing the books, but I don't open yeah. the books because also when we're on vacation, we're we tend to be busy on vacation. Yeah, we tend to like to do things on our vacations. Even even going to Jamaica last week, it was probably the the most relaxed vacation we've ever had. It, it's crazy because like we came back, we're having trouble sleeping because we were so relaxed last week, mm-hmm. and it was just so chill. And you know, you were you would sit on the beach and read. I like to watch YouTube videos. I'll be honest. So like, she's got her Kindle. I have my uh, my tablet, mm-hmm. and we we were just relaxing. And then we'd go do something, and then we come back and mm-hmm. relax, and then we'd go do something. But then for the majority of it, we were very rarely on our phones, very rarely on social media. Usually like when we're getting – like if she was showering or I was getting ready or whatever or like we're getting ready for bed, stuff like that. But it, it was very refreshing. If you guys have a chance to take that social media break, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. And if you have an iPhone, which Paul does not, if you have an iPhone, it tells you how much or how little time you spent on your phone. Mm-hmm. So I forget exactly what it is, but it pops up every week for me. On, it I was think, super Sundays, low, super low. It, I my my phone usage was down like fifty two percent. It's crazy, which is incredible, and it really put a lot of things into perspective for me because, like most people, I can get caught just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, or sending things to people, and you know, like friends send things to me, and we send things to each other, and we you know we laugh. It's our love language. Like, yeah, so it's <laughs> memes. So, we'll go all day without texting each other. But it's just constantly like if you look at our Instagram, it's just us sending each other memes, and they're either really funny and inappropriate or mushy. There's yeah, no, there's no much. in between. There's no there's no in between. Or they're animals. Or they're animals, especially now cats. Yeah, you ruined my algorithm. You're welcome. Thank you. So 
I mean, I loved the fact that I was not like, yeah, my, I was, I was on my Kindle, but I wasn't really focused on other people and I wasn't focus focused on you. on, you know, what other people are doing. And I, you know, I would post like a story or something like that, but I've noticed for me that the more I focus on reading and the enjoyment of reading, the less I'm spending on my phone mindlessly looking, scrolling. Yeah. Looking at what other people are doing and trying to like live vicariously through them. And, Oh, I wish I was doing all these things and you know, I should be doing more stuff with my time and then still spending another 20 minutes scrolling through instead of just getting especially, off my phone. Especially if you're at a luxury resort in Jamaica on your honeymoon, the last thing you want to do is be like, look at somebody and be like, Oh man, I wish I was doing that. No, like we did, we did not feel that once during our trip. No. And I think it's because we spent so little time on our phones and you know, yeah, like I spoke to like some of our friends and I would send like a picture, like my mom would let me know how Maze is doing. I got two text messages, two text messages. The entire trip was wonderful. And they were work related. They were work related, (laughs) but it, you know, it was a lot, a lot of fun and extremely refreshing to not have that. And to really just, for me, and to really focus on reading. Like, obviously, you and I had a fantastic time, and we can't, you know, we can't wait to go on another vacation. So, it's just awesome how, if you just put your phone down and pick up a book, you know, it it really can change your life. Whether you're reading nonfiction or fiction, you can, re- you can learn things from fiction stories as well. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people try to stay away from like oh i don't need to read fiction like it's all mysteries and and fantasy and things like that well it's and funny because like, that's where you and i are complete opposites i love my fiction you're more on the nonfiction side no i love my fiction as well i love my I've fiction been, more <laughs> i've been reading a lot of fiction lately because i think i spent so much time especially when i started my bibliophiles assemble page i spent so much time trying to focus on how to grow my page on how to grow myself that i just got sucked into this like cycle of I need to read this and I need to read that and you know everyone's it never ends and your to be read list is always going to be so long and you know it it gets overwhelming and that's what it did for me I just I couldn't stop it's funny you say that because for cinematic adventures we we face a similar problem where Mm -hmm. we weren't sure where we wanted to to create our niche Mm -hmm. like with more modern movies or with the retro movies and we found that we had so much more fun going back and looking at retro movies Mm -hmm. then trying to kill ourselves to see all the new releases in a weekend right like you know occasionally we'll do like like we did thor love and thunder we did stuff like that but Mm -hmm. we have so much more fun just like diving deep because it's just then it just becomes me and sean just shooting our shit yeah and just chatting and having fun and then it Mm -hmm. opens the door like i know you want to jump in for a Princess Bride episode or... Heck yeah, 35 I, years and... I don't know, we, we keep planning in October. It. But so like, it's it's funny you say that because it's so overwhelming to keep current, mm-hmm. but it's way more fun to keep retro. Yeah, and that's... That and was it does my, sell. People yeah. like it. People are Because people can identify with it because people grew up with that stuff. And I think with books there are always going to be new releases there are always going to be people pumping out new content and a lot of that, who's that content who's that act uh, that, that author that you always james patterson james patterson is always putting out stuff but he also has a bunch of other people oh he has a team of ghostwriters so that's you know neither here nor there don't come at me in the comments for james all right patterson. so so ready but 
Okay, it, is, it You know, it's just one of those things. And there are multiple, and I work in a library, so I see all of these titles coming and going, and I and there are people who are hardcore, diehard fans for James Patterson, for Leanne Mortiardi, for now Colleen Hoover. Like, there are so many people. Go check them out. You already know that you're going to want to read those books. For Taylor Jenkins Reid, for the woman who wrote Seven Husbands, Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. There are so many people who have to read every single book by the author. And I'm I'm currently doing that with that, Taylor that Jenkins does, Reed. That does lead into a question that I have for you. Go for it. Okay. It's it, two questions to end the, the episode because it was only supposed to be 30 minutes and we're already closing in on an hour because that's us. I could be here all day. I know you could be here all day. I could do this all day. It's it's getting you down here to do it. That That's the fun challenge. I gave her wine. So anyway. Just give me wine. I also made you pinky promise to her honeymoon, in all honesty. Just give me wine and tell me I'm pretty. That's what I do every day. All right. But, all right. So two questions. One, what was your childhood go-to book or book series? Oh, man. Because I can say mine right off the top of my head. Well, I have a bunch. So one of the first books that I was obsessed with, and it's my... Ironically enough, it's the ending of my last post, my first or second reel on my page, The Monster at the End of This Book. Love it. I I love that book. I love Grover, Sesame Street. I wasn't a huge Sesame Street fan. I was more of a Barney girl. Yeah. But it was a Fraggle there Rock. Was, yeah, Fraggle Rock too, yeah. In all honesty, Muppet that, Babies. Honestly, Muppet Babies. That was my thing. Under the Umbrella Tree. There. Yeah. But that's that's a whole other episode. But so you're I think, coming back for another one. <laughs> just let me get my list of 90s Nickelodeon and Disney shows together. Gala Gala Island. Oh, it's the best theme song ever. Right? Binga Binga. Binga Binga. Pallywog. So, books. My girl. So, anyway, I I love that book. I also, you know, all of those, like, it was it was a whole entire, like, series of books like the golden golden something or other well, you golden quickly, little book golden you, little something or other but i i remember reading those like with my family and like with my mom or my grandma and it was just the best book because <laughs> grover's insane he's crazy and i ended up reading that book with my nephew a bunch of times when he was little and, you know, it's one of those books where you can, like, get crazy and and yell and be silly. And he just loved it. And he would always ask for it. And I loved that so much. It was a little golden book. You know, the, yeah, the yeah, books yeah. with the, the golden spine and the right. little, yeah. I the little ivy or whatever on them. Vaguely so, remember. So there were so many of them. And then, obviously, the Pokey Little Puppy is a super popular one, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So those I loved. And then as I started to read on my own... I read all of the, and I had all the Bernstein Bears books. Oh my God. My mom used to read that to me and my sister mm-hmm. every night. That was like our thing. Yep. I had all of those and I kept them all underneath my bed. Then there were the the Little Critters. Uh, maybe. I think that was one. The I Little said, Critters series. I said one. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I told you I have a lot. Yeah. The Little Critter book series. Cutest little things. I'm not even going to get to my follow-up question. No, nope. You open the door. Or my, or my started, answer to it. <laughs> so then I ended up reading a bunch of other things. I read 
almost all of the Goosebumps. I read all the Nancy Drew books. I read all of the Animorphs books. I read all of the... Wait, 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 wait. Pump the brakes. You read all the Animorphs books? Yeah. We're going to have a conversation later. Okay. Because that was my answer to this question. I know it was. You still have all of your books. I, I don't. I do, I do, I do. I don't, They re-released them. Oh, yeah? And redid the covers. I got to get. I gotta look, oh. at, look that up. That, I didn't know that. That's exciting. Mm, not looking yeah, I read right all now. of the Animorphs books. I read... If there was a series, I most likely dabbled in it. Just because I loved reading and I loved... You know, obviously I wasn't reading nonfiction when I was little. It was really just fantasy and mystery and things like that. And then, you know, once Harry Potter came out, I was reading all of those. And I read a bunch of Sarah Destin books. And I read, oh man, I did read the Twilight series. It was, you know, a sign of the times. Yeah, that happens. I was in there. But yeah, I read all of those books and... They were just, they were, they were awesome at the time, you know, I, I could identify with them on like numerous levels at like different times. There was one series that I was obsessed with and I think it was actually, I, I think it was a British author. I'm not sure. I'm not looking this one up right now. I'm not looking up Animorphs box sets right now. (laughs) Are you looking up how much they are? Because you probably could sell all of yours and they're, get they're, like they're water one da- box up they're water damaged oh yeah unfortunately that's it all right so we we are running out of time okay we're we're cra- we're, we're very quickly coasting to an hour long episode but uh, oh i found it she found it go i found it okay so it's it's a series by <laughs> it's a series by louise renison And it's Confessions of Georgia Nicholson. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They are hilarious. And if you're in middle school, early, you know, like freshman year, sophomore year, you need to read that because they are so hilariously awkward. Talks about, like, your first kiss and how, you know, somebody's a sex god, but, like, he's not really a sex god because, you know, you're in the bar set The bar set really low. Or whatever. You know, I don't remember exactly, but I remember just, like, laughing the whole time I was reading it. So, go. All right. So, that's going to bring us to a close on that one. So, we're not going to do the second question? No, we're going to save it now. Why? We're here. We might as well do it. Oh, my God. What is one book that you could not put down? Yeah, we're going to have to save that for another time. Okay. I will say my answer, though. Angels and Demons by Dan Brown. Ooh. I could not put it down. And I I loved the movie until the last... 15 minutes mm. but anyway mm. that that's a whole other episode i would love to do an episode on because we we keep talking about doing a, a books to movie episode mm-hmm. and there's some and what, re- what was better the book or the movie there are some really good ones like i love you could go with like uh to kill a mockingbird has a fantastic film adaptation oh, God, I love that um, count of monte cristo count of monte yes, cristo is another solid. good really good one henry cavill young henry, uh, young henry cavill so yeah that's a whole other episode so if you guys want Producer Melanie back on for a follow-up episode, which I would not say no to because obviously I've been trying to get her back on for weeks. How much have I pestered you? Be honest. I I don't want to be honest. Oh, that's rough. But uh, if you guys want to hear more from her, make sure you go like her on Bibliophiles Assemble, send her a message, tell her how much you enjoyed the episode because I know that would mean a lot to both of us. So that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Don't forget... Check out our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to all of our different shows, our store, articles, reviews, 
I even think that uh, producer Melanie has been talking about putting some book reviews on their question mark. I have been. I've been thinking about it. I also have been thinking about possibly doing a book giveaway at some point in the future because I think that would be fun. I and think that would too. I like to regift books, so Oh absolutely. It's it's giving it's giving joy, basically. It is. And also, don't forget, if you guys are looking for a little afternoon pick-me-up or you're looking for something to get you through your day or your late-night podcasting, because now we're we're really cracking past our bedtime at this point, time of recording, and this episode has to come out tomorrow. It's 10.07 at night. Yeah, but somebody has to edit this all. Anyway, if you guys are looking for that little afternoon pick-me-up it, or a little- it's not me little extra energy make sure you guys go to repsports.com that's r-e-p-p sports.com and look up raise energy we love raise energy i'm a big fan so make sure you guys pick out your raise energy there's all sorts of flavors like apollo apollo was one of our favorite ones we like that one and they keep coming out with new and new flavors so make sure you guys check that out and enter the code misfit89 at checkout for a discount on your offer so thank you again to producer melanie slash bibliophiles assemble slash my wife for joining us today well thank you You're welcome. And that's going to wrap us up for tonight, and we will see you guys next episode.